0: Welcome to another episode of From Concept to Company with your hosts, Ashley
1: and Autumn. On this show, we dive in deep with current and aspiring entrepreneurs to learn about their pain points, things they wish they knew before they started, and their successes to date.
0: This week, we are excited to have Josh Riley of Josh Riley Art.
1: All right, Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. We are here to talk to you a little bit about your amazing art that you do. Um, You officially launched in New York City, is that right?
2: Uh, Albany, New York.
1: Albany, New York. Okay, very cool. And how long ago was that?
2: Uh, Nine years ago.
1: Nine years. So you've been doing tattooing and artwork for all nine years or just?
2: I've been painting my whole life, uh, tattooing just the last nine years.
1: Okay okay um tell us a little bit about if you've been doing it your whole life tell us a little bit about what attracted you to to art uh
2: my grandfather was an artist and and my grandmother babysat me a lot um i was raised by a single mom working a grocery store so she was always working crazy hours so they always took me and my brother um my grandfather was really artistically inclined and I was always like impressed by that and wanted to like mimic what he was doing as a kid, and it just kind of kept snowballing throughout my life.
1: Ran in the family. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So you'd you'd go over to their place, or would they come to yours, and you guys would just paint together? Or? Yeah, at their house. Okay. And did he teach you, or did he just kind of do it alongside? Yeah, you? for the
2: for the most, part. he did teach me some stuff, but he's he's really old school. He's more just like watch what I'm doing. If you get it, you get it. If you
1: don't know. <laughs> and he just picked it up yeah Yeah, it's so funny how that works i i have nothing in common no offense to my family that's probably listening to this right now um but i didn't i just i don't know how I, i i do when i really think about it but marketing and and all of that like i was not surrounded by it at all and i love the stories of people that are like yeah it's you know, we had a fifth-generation psychic in for our very first episode, and it's just so cool to see when things are passed ja- down from generation to generation. Does your little boy do art? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> so cool.
2: And I'm, um, I'm cross-dominant, and lately he's been, when when I go to New York and see him, he's he's been drawing on my iPad, um, with the Apple Penciler, and he, he's a lefty when I'm with him, and he's a righty when he's with his mother. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So cool. So I remember um I found you what, like a year ago or something on Facebook and I remember seeing your work and I was like, wow, this guy is so talented. Thank you. Um how did you tell us a little bit about when you first started tattooing and how you got into it and
2: Um, I knew I wanted to do it since I was like 12, 13 years old. Um, I actually wanted to drop out of school when I was like 15 to do it. My mother wouldn't let me, um, (laughs) not along the way there. Like I picked up like some behavioral problems. I was kind of a bad kid. And, um, when I finally got my life together, I just started putting all my energy into tattooing and became obsessed with it. And it was like, all I did 24 seven. Like if I didn't have appointments, I was like pulling my friends and just tattooing them for free just so I get the experience and stay out of trouble.
1: It's so important to have an outlet. Um, I don't think enough people really understand that. And I think that a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that they have to go down this really particular path. Like, I have to stay not encouraging anybody to drop out of school full disclosure (laughs) um but they think that they have to stay in school and they have to go to this four-year university and they have to get this amazing degree and they have to take all this money out in student loans just to make certain people happy and i personally really hate the school system the way that it's built out and autumn and i like riff about this every once in a while um i i hate that they try to make you learn at a specific pace and you know if if and when I have a kid one day, like I don't want them to be forced into a grade based off of their age. I want them to literally be able to just excel and, and, and learn at their own pace, which is why I love online learning so much. And I think it's a big reason why Autumn and I are doing Action Mavens right now is because we're able to teach entrepreneurs like, hey, this is how you start a company and you can do it on your own and you can learn at your own pace. And
0: Yeah. The school system isn't very conducive to creativity, especially if you want to get into art or anything that's not, you know, like sitting at a computer, there's not a lot of outlets and getting an art degree, um, isn't, doesn't really make sense. Um, it's, it's more about getting out there and practicing and I mean you could learn a lot about art just from having a mentor or even going online and learning from YouTube than you would if you were to go sit in an art class and learn art theory for hours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of art school is more art history rather than than theory. I've noticed that there's been um, a lot of people I've worked with over the years that have went to art school and I usually just try to swap information with them. I'm like I'll, I'll teach you the tattoo application process and then you teach me like the three things that you picked up that you felt were most beneficial to you in your career through art school. So then it's almost kind of like I'm I'm getting the the good parts of their education without having to apply the time and the money and and all that from so it's like an even swap.
0: That's a very cool <laughs> way to connect with others in your industry.
1: Yeah. We were literally talking about that in one of our last episodes with um with Nicole and Kaylee about how you really was it was it Nicole I or maybe it was Himena. <laughs> Anyways, one of our last podcast guests, we were talking about the importance of reaching out and just like absorbing knowledge from other people within your space and your industry. It's just people don't do that enough. And they're they're kind of like most people are hidden off. You, you guys can't see my hand gestures through the podcast, but people are hidden off and they're conservative and they don't want to ask for help and they don't want to trade services or they don't want to trade knowledge. And it's just so important and vital Um, for success to grow and then we've got the world at our fingertips with the internet now
0: yeah being able to trade services and knowledge I mean that's that's a beautiful thing because nobody you don't have to have a certain amount of money to do that you're just reaching out and usually if someone loves what they do they're more than happy to share what they love to do with you so it's yeah just reach out people need to understand that it's uh people enjoy when you reach out and you really you really um you're really showing them admiration by doing so because the person feels like, oh, this person realizes that I'm an expert in my field. I feel very honored that they would ask me
1: for help. Right. Yeah. So from artist to tattoo artist, uh, how did that leap happen? Did you have a friend that was a tattoo artist that had you come into their studio? Do you apply? I just don't know the history, so I want to learn.
2: Um. Actually, I remember the day. Like, I think I was like twelve or thirteen. I was fishing with my grandfather, who I'd drawn and paint with, painted with, like, throughout my childhood. Um, we went fishing down by the river, and um, I saw one of my. He's like my second cousin. He's he's older than me. He's old enough to be my uncle, but he's a second cousin, and um, he had this. My last name is Riley. He had this "Life of the Riley" tattoo with uh, like the little fighting Irishman. And he was out on his boat, like with his shirt off. And that was like the first tattoo that I saw that I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> and, like, and from there, I just, I always had it in my head that that's what I had wanted to do when I got older. Um, I always excelled like in my art classes and my art teachers always pushed me to pursue something with art. Um, it's really weird. Actually, I had, um, there's a tattoo artist down in Florida. His name is Danny Knight. He's a big machine builder and he's owned like a lot of uh, distribution companies. Um, he actually had done the tattoo on my cousin and I didn't realize it till a few years ago. Um, I hadn't seen my cousin in probably 15 years and he popped up out of nowhere and wanted me to turn that tattoo into a half sleeve. And I got talking to him and I'm like, where'd you get this done? And I had known that he had a timeshare in St. Augustine out of Florida. Um, And I thought that it was done there. He's like, no, I got it done in Orlando. And I'm like, where, where in Orlando? He's like, I don't know. It was on uh, Orange Blossom trail. I'm like, I know who did that tattoo. And (laughs) It was really weird because, like, my second year tattooing, I had gotten tattooed by Danny by accident. I didn't really know who he was yet. And, um, well, I, I'm i like, Danny Knight, I'm like, do you build machines for the company Kingpin? He's like, did I build a company Kingpin? He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, I didn't know who he <laughs> was. And, um, it was just really weird because I used to stop and get like custom tattoo machines from and stuff. I used to go back and forth with Florida a lot. Um, it was really weird because like, I recognized it, and I sent him a picture of it and he's like, oh, wow, I haven't seen that tattoo in like 30 years. I'm like, what are the chances of that? Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. So when you want to get into tattooing, what's the process? Like if, if we have a listener here, which I'm sure we do, um, that wants to get started, how would they start? What would you suggest?
2: I would just draw every day draw every day keep a portfolio of your drawings and then try to find a reputable tattoo artist to apprentice under um nowadays it tattooing is really hard to get into it's hard to get get an apprenticeship and then a lot of the people like once you do get an apprenticeship it's it's hard to get a master tattooer to really put their all into your apprenticeship um um I I would I would just say seek an apprenticeship like it took me seven years to find somebody to teach me how to tattoo and the first guy started teaching me how to tattoo after like a few months I realized like through self-education that he 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 didn't really know that much he was kind of just he just needed somebody there in his shop but when he wasn't there um then my second apprenticeship I I paid paid a lot of money for and Gave him like almost ten thousand dollars, and he disappeared for two months. And I still had to go in every day, like where'd he go, where'd he go? But I mean, as long as you stay persistent, like those both of those apprenticeships were learning experiences for me. I I think I've learned more through taking seminars and going to conventions. Like I'll go to conventions and I'll just pick an artist that I really like their style or something unique about it and I'll just sit and stare at them lot. Like some of them get upset about it, but <laughs>
1: there's
2: really nothing they can do about it. So I, I, I'll go there and just stand Lunch. and take what I can from them and apply it to my own tattooing.
1: So in the marketing space, like I was pretty much self-taught in marketing. I, I started out in healthcare. I thought I wanted to be an RN since I was literally three years old. Um, I saw people come in and out of the hospital. I was getting my RN in college and I was working as a pretty much every certification role you possibly can work in a hospital. I had done it. Um, and I saw these pharmaceuticals sales reps coming in and out and I was like, you know what? I think I want to get into marketing. And I had a friend that owned a marketing company and I ended up working for him. And then one thing led to another and one thing led to another. And here I am now. Um, but I, Went back to school and took some classes. Learned a lot from Google and watching online courses. I've I've been through Wharton a couple Wharton classes on marketing now. Um, but in these particular trades, I don't I don't know if I don't see it because I'm not in it or if they literally don't have it. Do they have any sort of education? If
2: yeah, there's there's not many of them, but there are uh, tattoo conventions that are more geared towards tattooers and the the business of tattooing
1: but like if i really just want to learn from scratch and i know nothing what would be my best step
2: i honestly i read a lot of robert green books okay like i i was infatuated with him for a long time like i still am I've, i've read some of his books like three four times um I mean, it's a lot of the stuff that I know I'm, I'm self taught. It's just trial yeah. and error and learning through, learning the hard way. Yeah. So yeah. Always, I've always done everything like that. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sometimes I. it's sometimes that's the best way to do it. Like I said, I, I'm pretty much self taught too, um, in a weird way. And it allows you to learn at your own rate and kind of be your own person too, yeah. where it's not like this rigid, structured thing.
2: And over, over time, I think it makes you you feel more comfortable taking risks that you otherwise wouldn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so you mentioned some conferences. What are what are your favorite ones to go to?
2: Um, I'd say Paradise Tattoo Gathering. Where's it's that in, um, Massachusetts. Okay. Massachusetts or Vermont. I can't remember. It's one of the neighboring states in New York. It's not too far from where I grew up. I think maybe Vermont. It's Chimney Peak. I think it might be Vermont.
1: <laughs> and what makes you love that? That won't it, it's all
2: tattooers, and it's some of the most knowledgeable tattoo artists in the industry there, and they just give you the information. It's it's awesome. It's okay. a community vibe.
1: Nice. So anybody listening in that wants to get into this space or is currently in this space, definitely check that one out for sure. So I know you somewhat recently had moved out here from New York, Albany, mm-hmm. um, out to here i say in las vegas where we're at right now um what brought you out to vegas
2: um i had the last five years prior to coming out here um i would owned a tattoo shop with one of my buddies back in new york and a friend of mine from a few years before he had lost his job and i offered him a spot at our shop and just told him just come and split the bills which i my buddy matt who i'd own the shop with um I was working for him for about a year, and then I bought into the business. So when my, my friend had lost his job, I was like, don't worry about it. Just come over here. We'll help you out. Stay as long as you need to. You don't got to pay and just split the bills with us. And it ended up coming back to bite me in the long run. Um, it, he's kind of a, a tough person to get along with. So my buddy Matt ended up leaving, and he's like, I'll just open another shop. Um, he had left, and then I signed another five-year lease with – my friend who had came with us, and that month we put seventy five hundred dollars in re- renovations in this old building. And by the next month, he completely just dipped on me. So then I was out. Oh. My original business partner and him. Oh, no. um, I had a lot of family and legal issues going on at the time too. So I just figured it was ready. I was ready for a fresh start at that point.
1: Yeah, it's it's really really tough um, when you bring on friends or in a way do favors over the years that I've owned my agency I've watched countless people have these really sad stories um and you have to be really careful you know did did you guys happen to have any sort of partnership agreement or anything that you could
2: no I, I regret that that and the, the lease to the building that we had it was really vague and the landlords they kind of just looked at it like, okay, we just got our whole, our whole building here renovated for free. Like they didn't really. Oh (laughs) Oh,
1: man. And, um, so you're in LLC right now. When, when did you launch that
2: um nine months ago
1: okay congratulations thank you a lot of our listeners right now guarantee you are still freelancing and taking money into their personal bank accounts and not protecting themselves from liabilities and paying more taxes than they really should and so we really try to reiterate over and over and over and over and over again as much as we possibly can that you need to be registered and you need to follow all of the proper steps, which is why we launched Action Mavens, right? We teach yep. people all of the steps to follow um, to help protect themselves and s- certain things like having a an LLC and your articles and all this stuff is so important nowadays. Do you think you're going to open up another shop potentially in the future?
2: No, just I, I feel like I was... Too early on in my career when I, when I own my shops there, like I, for now, I just want to focus on becoming a better artist until I feel I've achieved mastery or as close as I'm going to get to it and then go from there. Probably not for another like seven, eight years.
1: But potentially in the books. Yeah, eventually.
2: (laughs) Because there's no retirement or anything like that in tattooing. So it's kind of the natural evolution of things.
1: Right. Yeah. That's, that's the one tough thing when, when you're an artist, um, It's very hard to be able to have some sort of legacy company because you can't, it's not, it's, it's your art. Mm -hmm. You can't replicate that. And Mm -hmm. that's the beautiful thing about art. And you're, you're putting these pieces of art on, on people's bodies for, for life for most of the time. And, and you can't train someone to literally duplicate your amazing techniques and all that other fun stuff. So it makes a little bit harder, but, um a legacy company I guess in a way could be opening some sort of tattoo shop that ends up franchising but that's
2: yeah that and um I work in like a lot of different mediums and stuff like that well I I paint a lot that's more for me and then I I paint first and then I sell it afterwards tattooing is kind of more what my client wants and collaborative thing painting is kind of like my my outlet now that I've been tattooing for a long time um
1: So tell us a little bit about your art. You sell it? Do you do you yeah. have a website? Do you sell it on your website? How do people find it?
2: Not right now. Um, Not I mean the way I did everything in New York was word of mouth. I feel like that was the best advertising. I I tried all different kinds of advertisements and stuff like that and I felt like it was hitting too broad of a market. Um now I'm more focused on target marketing and looking for People specifically want my type of artwork or art in general rather than just sending out flyers to everyone because there's not, like, an you know, 85-year-old woman that's going to want to get tattooed. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a waste of resources. I <laughs> mean, maybe. And, yeah, you never know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, mean, yeah, now, I, I brought my Some grandmother, grandmas are hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I, brought, I brought my grandmother for her first one. She was 72. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> that's such a fun story. So you came to – what was – Y- you mentioned wanting a fresh start and having these experiences. Um, what was attractive about Vegas?
2: Uh, my brother's been out here the last 10, 10 or 11 years.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, I used to come out like every six months and visit him, and I was just kind of taken back by the culture here and how much more accepting it is of yeah. people that look like me and art and, and in general. Um New York's a totally different story in here. It's nothing like like this out there. I've never been, so I have
1: no idea. Autumn, <laughs> yeah. Have you been to New York? No, City? I've
0: never been to New York, but I do it, know what you're talking about yeah. as far as the artist culture here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that Vegas has a big, like, artsy culture. Um, it does exist, and it's, it's awesome. And it's in a very warm community. Um, you can get involved in it by going to uh, downtown in the arts district. Uh, you'll find a lot of those people. So if you're looking, if you're in Vegas and you're looking to meet those kind of
1: people, that's where you'd want to go. What do you guys think about the first Friday? I, I've been a few times, but
2: I have yet to make it one. I've, I've wanted to, but <sighs> I, I, I to fly go. back and forth to New York a lot and it's usually like at the end of the beginning of the month and I usually end up missing it.
1: Yeah, it's literally the first <laughs> Friday of every month. Um, I've been just a couple of times, like I mentioned. I am. Um, I'm not a huge artist lover, but I like the vibe down there. Like, I don't own a piece of art, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I'm a pretty nose-in-the-computer type of person. <laughs> it's All it's I a really work, nice environment. It's, yeah.
0: it's family-friendly, so really anybody can go, but there are, like, some serious artists there. I actually found one of my favorite artists. Um, his name is Recycled Propaganda. He does a lot of very uh, interesting politically... Um, inclined in society, inclined uh, art. Um, But you can find all kinds of different artists there, no matter what your tastes are. Um, A lot of arts and crafts. Um, There's live music. Um, It's just, it's a really fun time. Um, Anybody, whether, regardless of your interest in art, it's really cool to come check out and see what people uh, in town are coming up with. And it's a good time.
1: And is that community down there, it's like 24-7 thing it's always going on
0: the artist community yeah it's it's all the time it's just on first friday that's where some people can come out and display what it is that they're doing and um a lot of the artists are allowed to do it for very little or free to come out there so it's it's not um i wouldn't say that you're not going to see a a very full example of all the different types of art that is possible because there isn't that monetary um restriction which is really cool
1: that is pretty cool That is pretty cool. Um, I actually recently, which is funny that I was retained to do this, but I wrote an article for Skillshare, Skillshare Skillshare.com. You can learn online classes from them as well. And they have this really awesome blog section for freelancers. And they had me write a piece about how to essentially sell art as an artist online. And so I did a ton of research to learn about the different ways that you can sell art and how you should help advertise yourself and how to you know monetize Instagram and Facebook and the different platforms and websites that you can list your art on for sale high level like I'm not talking let me put it for sale on Etsy it's you know high high level websites where you can have your art literally commissioned on those websites and they will either you sh- have them come to you and they will ship it for you or um, you can have it shipped to them and then they will like properly package it and set it all up and make sure that it's legit and that like, you have all of your ducks in a row so it can't be duplicated and all this other crazy stuff, which is really cool. Really, really, really cool thing to do research on. Um, but I think the one thing that a lot of artists struggle with is their creatives. Their creatives. And creatives don't, they want to focus on being artistic and they don't have the, most of them don't have the business mind of like, okay, I need to list my artwork on these 50 different websites so that people hear about me and then they can buy it and then I sell out and then I make more. Um, I even myself, I have a website called Buy Me Unicorns and I sell products for, um, I'm essentially an affiliate for Amazon and all of these other big brands and I just list their products on my website and people click on it and then it directs them to these other websites and they sell it. But when I was at First Friday, the one time that I was at First Friday, I met this amazing artist and she had this really cool um I wouldn't say it's like R-rated or anything, but it was it was the shape of a woman's body is if she didn't have clothes on, but she was also a unicorn. And I was like, this would be oh. really cool for, for my art section on buy me unicorns and like an, a, not an adult section, but you know, like f- for adults. Um, and so I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, I met you at first Friday. I would love to have you put, um, create something for me. I can either pay, pay you flat or I can commission it on my website. Let's meet up. So, Scheduled a time to meet up with her. She cancels. I schedule another time to meet up with her. She cancels. I schedule another time to meet up with her, which Autumn knows I usually don't do if someone <laughs> doesn't meet me the I, first time. I'm I say no in the right future. Um, and so I finally meet up with her and we meet and she's like, yeah, I have this really awesome idea. I'm going to make this jacket for you, this hot pink jacket with he- that same unicorn on it. And I also have these shoes and that'd be really cool. And she had all these ideas and I got really excited. And then, no surprise here, she never gets back to me. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I have this high-performing website. I can get you sales. You were gonna, she was going to sell the jacket for a couple thousand dollars. Like, I could have sold it for her and she just dropped the ball. And then I have yet to see or hear from her since then. And it's that was a good example a
0: of how creative people need to delegate business things to other people. Sometimes I think this was just a a matter of uh, a reflection of her character, obviously. (laughs) Um, but you need to delegate. And if you're want to focus on being creative, like you need to take the stuff that's not creative and not fun, doesn't make you feel good and try to get, find someone who does know how to do that so that you can still be successful because you can't have one without the other.
1: Or you just have to really realize and force yourself and schedule it out and know, like, hey, I should probably sit down and check my emails and I should probably do the things to get the word out there and let people know, you know, this is my work at at minimum. Like, you can bail on a marketing agency or an e-commerce store that reaches out to you all you want, but... Make sure that you're not like ignoring all your emails and losing these opportunities that could potentially lead to something really big in the future. There was um, a guy that I had met at a Bitcoin conference of all things in Florida a couple of years ago now, and he's this amazing artist but he did absolutely nothing. He had no Facebook. He had no Instagram. He did not have a website. He had nothing. And he solely relied on um, word of mouth. And that's great if you're successful, but he was struggling. And I was just like, dude, let me help you. (laughs) Let's sit down. Like, let me show you how to post on Instagram. Like I can show you how to make a really easy website. A lot of tattoo artists don't need websites. Like they don't feel like they need them. And that's totally cool. I get it. But there has to be somewhere you can direct people as an artist in any manner so they can see your pictures because people nowadays are so visual. Like we had a hairstylist and a makeup artist in here and they do a phenomenal job at posting before and after pictures and tons of video all the time. And that's just what people want to see. We're visual beings. And so being able to see work is so important. And that's, you know, that's what attracted me to to your work and your page that I follow and because I'm following it and I'm getting the updates and everything I'm like oh we should bring him in on the podcast it'd be so cool to to talk to an artist and learn about you know how they got started and what brought them to where they're at today and um yeah Sounds like we should do a class just for artists. We should. (laughs) We should put it on our timeline. I would would love to do that. That
0: uh, Art means a lot to me. It's changed my life in many ways. And um, I think everybody needs to have a piece of art in their house that means something special to them, you know, not something that you get at, uh, you know, like a Ross or something.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, It would be beneficial, too, just because a a lot of people are either left-brain or right-brain thinkers, and artists are kind of more focused on the arts and the business side of their brain, their brain. Yeah, you know what I mean? And
1: they don't know, you know, you don't yeah, they know. How's the problem, we literally started Action Mavens because we were like, hey, even the SBA website doesn't have all of the steps that a person needs to take to launch a company, this is insane. Um, or there's all these websites and these resources but they miss really important steps or their videos are complete garbage or you go to a website an e-learning website, and they're all taught by people that are out of this country. And so we have it on our timeline to teach people of all different industries these additional modules that we tack on. So we have our initial 30 steps that everybody should follow, and then industry-specific modules are going to be launching um, once those 30-step courses are done. And like Autumn said, like I think an artist, we'd have to figure out how to word it and all that stuff, but I think one would be really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, We definitely need more
0: artists in the world.
1: We do. We do. And I feel like people are too scared. Most people are too scared to take that leap. Um, it's their passion. They're not
0: going to survive. Yeah. Go get a real job.
1: Right. Yeah. Sit into this tiny little box. And that's, I, I hate that about, um, just us as beings. We try to put people in boxes and, and we try to be rigid and, and strict on like, what's right. And I remember learning all about this in school. Um, I can't think of what it's called the class that I took on it, but, um, I'm going to get called out here. Someone will tell me (laughs) (laughs) it's called this. Um, but about how, most people are just really judgmental and rigid and they think that you need to follow this very particular path. And so we don't get to be ourselves as beings. We follow what we think we're supposed to do or what people kind of direct us to do. And it's just really awesome and inspiring to hear a story of someone that was just like, no, I'm going <laughs> to do what I want to uh-huh. do. Yeah. <laughs> and then is successful at it and does such a, a beautiful and an amazing job. Um, and I think that that'll inspire a lot of people that are listening in today. Absolutely. Yeah. So, we like to ask everyone on our podcast, "What's one thing you wish you knew before you started?"
2: Say startup capital. Like I didn't. I didn't really think about shop i you opened with like $2,000 like uh, like nothing and <laughs> just tried building it up from there i think it's better to focus more on mastering your well in within your trade industry focusing on mastering your craft before you take the leap into the business aspect of things just cuz it starts consuming so much of your time and energy that it, it they both kind of start declining like yeah. oh, like you get you get kind of overworked trying to trying to juggle everything at once but before you have that experience under your belt
1: Yeah, it's great advice. It is. We talked about this in one of our last podcasts as well. It's like too many people go, I'm going to take the leap before thinking it through and strategizing. And I think that's amazing advice for our listeners is, hey, you either need startup capital to be able to survive. You need to think through your plan. How long is this money that I have going to last me? Should I really be spending on this right now or should I be saving it and, and launching my company in about a year or so? really thinking that through and having that plan. And that's what, you know, Yo really teaches an idea viability is, is this idea viable? Yes or no? Work through Do you have the knowledge to do it? Do you have the knowledge to do it? Yes or no? Work through that. Do you have the time and do you have the money? And if you don't, how are you either going to get the time or the money? Are you going to delegate to someone else? You can't with what you're doing. Um, or, Are you going to raise money from someone? And I think that a lot of people in the artist community, they don't, they're not, it's not that they're not surrounded by VC firms and and investors, but I feel like not enough of them think about the fact that that's actually an option. Mm -hmm. And it really is. There's God knows how many people on this planet. And I'm sure that there's handfuls of them that would be like, wow, your art's really amazing. I will totally invest in you opening up your own shop and apprenticing people underneath you and building this. So love it. Love it. (laughs) Um, One of the other things that we do, as you guys know, chimed in before, is we have fun little mugs that we bring in for coffee and cupcakes while we talk business. And we always have the guests bring in their own mug or pick one crazy mug that we have to pick from. So I want to ask you what attracted you to this mug that you have in front of you?
2: Honestly, I thought it was a fish at first, but no, I really don't know what it is Isn't an elephant yep. I, got it.
1: that's what autumn said but when we were shopping for them i thought it was a fish too and then i was like wait it, it has legs but they're short <laughs> little baby legs so i don't know so for everybody joining in i'm gonna try to describe this to you because this is one that needs a description it's like a grayish color mug and the 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 opening like mouth part that you drink through is the normal size of a mug, but it is set to be this animal's mouth. So it's a big wide open mouth and then it's got two eyeballs on each side and then it has these little things that look like they could be ears or they could be gills. You're not quite sure. (laughs) And then it has little feet that are hanging off of the side on the opposite side of where the handle is at. Um... Anything else? Oh, that's a very good description. So, yeah, it's just a really fun, awkward cup that you're drinking out of because it's (laughs) this big mouth with these little feet. And we're not, I guess we're not quite sure. It's a toss-up on what this animal is. Very unique. Cool. Fun stuff. Well, if there's, is there one last thing that you want to leave our listeners with? Maybe where they can find you on social media. Check out your work
2: um instagram uh at josh riley tattoos riley is um r-i-l-e-y
1: so j-o-s-h-r-i-l-e-y tattoos Mm -hmm. on instagram they can check you out you guys need some work done in vegas which shop are you at right now
2: uh black sheep tattoo black sheep Um, tattoo 5785 uh west tropicana
1: okay tropicana is it pretty close to the strip
2: yeah it's not it's not far down. down the road
1: Cool. Yeah. So anybody, if you're coming to visit Vegas, it's right down the street, probably not too far of an Uber right away. And, uh, if you're in town, come check them out and you have some artwork. So is there any, is that on your Instagram? I can't remember yeah. if you post it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So artwork artworks on his Instagram too. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure.
2: Thank you guys for having me.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.